we've been talking about the names of God. In two places in the Old Testament, only in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 23 and chapter 33, do we see a reference to Yahweh that says he is Yahweh, our righteous one, or Yahweh Tzidkenu. It's from the Hebrew word Tzedek. Well, last week we unpacked the ideographic expression of Yahweh. We won't do that with Tzidkenu today. Let's read the context for chapter 23 of Jeremiah. Verse, um, in particular, we're going to land on verse 6, but here's how it starts. Woe to you shepherds who are destroying and scattering the sheep of my pasture. So this is a warning to people who are leading Israel astray. In verse 3 it says, I, the Lord myself, will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries. So God is saying he's going to restore us. He's going to restore all people. He's going to restore his people. He will place a shepherd over them who will tend to them. And they will no longer be afraid or terrified. They, nor will they be missing even, declares the Lord. The days are coming when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called the Lord, our righteous savior. Now, Jeremiah 33 and 23 are saying the same thing. The one is expecting a branch, somebody to rise up and to be the righteous one. And the other one is talking about Israel's redemption or restoration through this righteous one. I, I'll never forget the moment somebody asked me um, if I had to rank my own righteousness, what would it be like? And I thought to myself the words of Reynard Bonker. He once said um, in an interview, he said, he is a zero and Jesus is the one and when he stands next to Jesus he is a perfect 10 well maybe it's the other way around for you as you look at me but then he is a perfect 10 Jesus is the perfect one and when he stands next to Jesus as a zero he is a perfect 10 I like that imagery let's talk about the fact that Jesus is our righteous one that has been anticipated in Jeremiah here Matthew 3, verse 13 to 15, is potentially one of the most important passages of the New Testament because it talks about the work of Jesus. It says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you come to me? But Jesus replied, Let it be so for now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented, to fulfill all righteousness. I do not think there's a more important text in the New Testament that defines the work of Jesus more than this one, not the sacrifice of Jesus, that Jesus was sent to fulfill all righteousness. And what that meant to the Jewish ear was to obey every jot and penny and tittle and every last finest little detail of the law because now Jesus is not acting in his baptism for himself to cleanse himself no but for his people and if his people 
are required to keep the Ten Commandments, then Jesus is going to keep the Ten Commandments. If Jesus' people and God's people are now required to submit to this new baptismal ritual, then Jesus submits to it on their behalf. He does this because the redemption that is brought by Christ is not restricted to his death on the cross only. We've seen that in the work of redemption, in, of redemption God didn't just send Jesus on, um, on Passover Friday and said to him, well, um, die for the sins of the people and um, that'll take care of it. No. Jesus not only had to die for our sins, but he had to live for our righteousness. If all Jesus did was to die for your sins, that would remove all your guilt. And that would leave you sinless, of course, spotless in the sight of God. But it would not leave you righteous. You would be innocent if Christ had to die for you only. But you would not be righteous because you haven't done anything to obey the law, which is what righteousness requires. So Jesus was both passively obedient and actively obedient on our behalf, your and my behalf. Passively, he was willing to submit to the pain inflicted on him on the cross. He passively received the curse of God, of our sins. The act of obedience, though, of Jesus refers to his whole life of obeying the law of God, whereby he qualifies himself to be our righteousness, our savior. He qualifies to be the lamb without blemish. He qualifies for the great song, worthy is the lamb who was slain through his total righteousness. He fulfills the law and what the law demands. And so this Yahweh Tzidkenu is about a double portion, about a double credit, can I say, or banking with Jesus. There's a double credit that we see when we look at the cross where my sin is transferred to his account and my sin is carried over and laid upon him. But in our redemption, his righteousness is credited to us, which righteousness he wouldn't even have had if he didn't live a perfect life of obedience. So in conclusion, before we sing a song, what I'm saying to you is that the life of perfect obedience of Jesus is just as necessary as for our salvation as his perfect atonement on the cross. Jesus' life of perfect obedience and righteousness is just as necessary to us as his atonement on the cross. And that is the double portion for your shame that Isaiah talks about. It says in Isaiah 61, instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance, our inheritance of forgiveness of sins and the credit of our righteousness. So you will inherit a double portion in your land and everlasting joy will be yours. My sin to him, his righteousness to me. And that's what it's like banking on or banking with Jesus so that that is what the scripture is getting to when it says Jesus is our righteousness. He is Yahweh Tzidkenu. And this song is called Man of Your Word by Maverick City Music.
things are possible when we believe old chains are breakable when we receive Yahweh you keep your promises if you said it we believe it if you said it if you said it we believe it If you said it, we believe it Cause you're a man of your word If you said it, we believe it If you said it, we believe it You're a man of your word All things are, all things are possible When we believe Chains are breakable when we receive Yahweh. You keep your promises. If you said it, we believe it. If you said it, if you said it, we believe it. Cause if you said it, we believe it. Cause you're a man of your word Oh, if you said it, we believe it Cause if you said it, we believe it Cause you're a man of your word We have this confidence That you'll finish what you started God, you have never failed you won't start with me Your presence in every step Patient with every heartache God, you have never failed You won't start with me If you said it, you believe it what you started God you have never failed you won't start with me your presence in every step and patience with every heartache God you have never failed you won't start with me yes, thank you Lord you are our righteous one Jesus, you have become our righteousness. You have credited us with your righteousness. And when you look at us, Lord, you see your son. Thank you. Thank you that not only did you come to forgive us of our sins, leaving us innocent, but you have imputed, credited us with your righteousness through your righteous life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.